Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I just realized we hit over 200 episodes, not on YouTube, but on the audio feeds, and I didn't even notice it until I went to go upload one the other day. You forgot again? Yeah, because we were going to do one at uh, 100 episodes, and then that passed, so we're like, fuck it. We'll we'll do 200 episodes, and that passed, so yay us. We did 200 episodes. Uh, It's just me and Jen today. I'm Joe. Hello. That's Jen, obviously, the one without the penis, as far as we know. According to Sam Tripoli, she's the hottest chick with a massive hog, though. So I have that sound <laughs> drop somewhere, too. I'll have to get that. I just said I wanted a dick. Oh, yeah. Alex Stein was hitting on you, too, I noticed. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll hit on me. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I miss that guy. He better come back. I know we're small, small potatoes compared to him, but he needs to come back and hang with us again. Oh, shit. Something's flying in my face. All right. Anyway. We got our guest, Brett Bender, today from the YouTube channel. Let me throw it up on the screen, youtube.com slash Brett Bender. So introduce yourself and what you do over at your show and the kind of stuff you like to talk about. So yeah, I'm Brett Bender, and my whole thing is like just escaping the matrix. It's like a group of people coming together and understanding that uh, what we've been taught isn't actually correct. So... I mean, I came from uh, Muskingum University. I was a producer at my news station. And then I realized, wow, the mainstream media is corrupt. They're basically the enemy of the people right after I graduated college. So I didn't try to work with them. And I started my own tree removal company, which has given me like the freedom and the resources, just kind of like say what I want. So I feel like that's a gift that I've been given. So I can actually like freely spread, you know, things that I find without the fear of being fired or whatever. So, yeah, and I help other people try to escape the matrix, too, which I feel like I kind of have as well. So, so, yeah, I uh, talk about a variety of different subjects. I first started off talking about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I felt like he was an important person to bring up because this was the first time where we could point to the mainstream news and be like, hey, some of the quote unquote conspiracies we were talking about are legit. Like even ABC and NBC are talking about it. So it was like really the first thing you can point to, like the 
normies, I guess you could say, to add credibility to this whole thing that we talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, my pay attention until somebody like that brings it up and they're like, Oh my God, you hear about Jeffrey Epstein? Right. So you not right. to us for a couple of years now. Come on. Yeah. So then one of my like first videos on him got like 70,000 views. Cause I was pointing out like all the symbolism on Jeffrey Epstein's Island. I was getting really deep into it. Like, um, his temple really resembled, uh, like, in what's called oblock architecture from the Muslim world. And um, it was close, it was closely related to like the Sufis, which were like a Muslim sect of Gnostics. And I just, and then there was another statue there that kind of looked like Zoroaster. So I was like speculating, I'm like, what are all these like occult symbols on his island? It's like not really drawing any um, conclusions, but just like pointing out things that I thought was interesting. And um, yeah, that's kind of what uh, Isaac Weishaupt does. He, he kind of just points out the symbolism, not really saying, you know who that is, Isaac Weishaupt? No, I don't. Oh, dude, you would love him. Check it out. His show is called, well, he changed the name, but it's called, uh, oh, fuck, what does he call it now? It used to be called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. Now it's, fuck. Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture. That's what it is. Yeah, check out that show. And, and if anybody else out there hasn't listened to it, it's great if you like to break down symbolism. So since you're into that kind of thing, I know you have here on the notes the Balenciaga scandal. So what, what do you have to say about that? Because I've heard tons of people's you know, views on it. And if you are under a rock and haven't heard about the Balencia, uh, Balenciaga thing, you can go look it up. There's plenty of people doing shit on it. But what what is it from your view? What I got to say is if you go deeper into it, it's like discovering Pedogate all over again. Like it's not just what you see on the surface. Um, so this photo shoot was done by someone named like, oh, God, I forget her name. I hate to remember these people's names because they're so disgusting to me that I don't even yeah. want to. Uh, but her name's uh, Lada Volkova. And she was a Russian photographer who um, took those pictures with those teddy bears and the bondage outfits with children. And she's done a bunch of really creepy artwork, like the stuff that you would find on, um, you know, the owner of Comet Ping Pong's like Instagram. Her Instagram is very similar to his. There's literally like pictures of children being taped up, just like there was with the Comet Ping Pong thing. Um, literally, she makes art of like children being like disemboweled. She um, makes art of like bloody babies and stuff like it's so disgusting and messed Jeez. up. So what people need to realize is like Balenciaga didn't just hire some like rando out there and then they had just had this like oversight. This is Balenciaga's culture. This woman works for Balenciaga and this is the kind of stuff that they like. Like, for example, Balenciaga, they released these like um, goodie bags for people at an event one time. And inside the goodie bag were like fake baby dolls covered in blood. Like this is the kind of stuff that like behind the scenes that they like with each other. So this isn't some random event. Well, and it's dumb too. Cause like anytime somebody does something like that and people call them out, they're like, it's just art. Okay. Well, how fucked are you in the head to have <laughs> art like that? Even if it was, which I don't think it is, even if it was just art, what's wrong with you and why are you allowed to like sell this stuff? It's yeah, and it's just kind of like modern art in general has just like gotten so ugly. And it's like, I, you know, you miss the days of like classical architecture and art in general. So, yeah. Yeah, stuff with talent. Modern art's just a train wreck. It's like, I'm going to throw some paint on this and then, you know, sell it for $70 million. <laughs> and that's a whole rabbit trail of money laundering, which is probably what it is. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's so, definitely money laundering. So, what? I think with art too, with the, 
the way that modern art has become so disgusting is just to throw us off. It used to be kind of like harmonious back in the day. I mean, there were different styles, of course, but it just seemed to flow better. And now it's just confusing. And I think that's done deliberately. Well, like that one dude, I think it was an Italian maybe, that he made a sculpture, an invisible sculpture. So literally his his art thing was like a pedestal. And he's like, yes, I made this invisible sculpture. And he was recognized as an artist for that. And like, this is <laughs> beyond That's idiocracy. Nonsense, like, what? Yeah. I mean, some people just do like a glass cube and be like, this is my art piece. Okay. I could do that. Can I make millions of dollars doing that? Yeah. Cool. And then you also see like in this, in a newer, in this newer culture, Gen Z, some of them are like gluing their hands to like Van Gogh paintings, like stop oil. Have you seen those stories? Yeah. Throwing macaroni and cheese on. Yeah. Right. It's a destruction of old art and then like just not making anything beautiful to replace it is the issue too. Yeah. But the thing with Balenciaga too isn't isn't just the art portion of it. That was kind of something that came up after that. The main thing that spurred this whole thing online about it was that they were showing children with the uh BDSM teddy bears, which is just just weird. I mean, why are you even have a teddy bear with that kind of thing anyway, let alone with a kid in the picture? And then there was other weird stuff too. People zoomed in and there was a like court doc document in the shoot that said something about some child porn case or something like that. And then there's a couple other things that Isaac Weissop pointed out that I didn't even notice. But so uh, Lindsay Sharman actually brought this up, I think on. Was it the Google Translate thing? There's that she too. And she something about she that. brought up something. I think it was on Tim Foyle Hat actually the other day that the, these photo shoots don't just happen. It's not like they're just like, yeah, throw that kid in there. This is a great looking room for a, a picture. Take a picture. I right, done. They stage everything very specifically because there are people that that's their job is to stage these things out and make it look like an ad they want. And then the legal team goes over it. And then, you know, the marketing team, right? they, it goes through so many hands to be like, yes, this is what we want. And it still got through. And they were trying to say it was an oversight or that, you know, it they missed it somehow and it just got out. So. Yeah, course. no. And like um, this same photographer, Loda Volkova, she actually took pictures of this one child for this one French magazine. And it was um, an advertisement for a Disney cruise line that stopped at Little St. James, which is Epstein's Island. Do you see what oh. I'm Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you heard about that with uh, the whole Epstein saga. But there was there was a Disney cruise line that would make frequent trips to Epstein's Island for some reason. Uh, yeah. I could think of a, probably a couple thousand reasons, and they're all yeah. under ten. <laughs> right, that's so fucked up. Yeah. Did you un uncover anything else about that, or is there any news that came out? I haven't paid attention to it in a day or so. Um, no, I just found it weird. Also, like the so the View talks about uh the Balenciaga scandal. And the view was like, well, I just don't think that this was good timing for them to do that because there's a lot of like anti LGBT sentiment right now. And now they're going to say that like people are being groomers, which like just gives more flame to the far right. So like they weren't even angry at the fact that like little kids were being exploited. They were angry that it wasn't good for like narrative control. When is a good like, time? Where their minds are. Kind of thing, you know? What? Yeah. When, a good is time. Time. when is a good time? 
Yeah. yeah, bad timing. I think any time is a bad time for that. Are you fucking joking? Right. There's, there's never an okay time for any of that to happen, in case anyone's fucking wondering. And that's so weird that it, I mean, it's not weird that it was on The View and they were just like talking about it like that because the people who watch that show are so fucking stupid that they can literally say anything and they're like, yeah, that is really bad timing. And then it just distracts them from the real problem and they don't critically think people who watch shows like that sorry to judge but i'm judging well, they're low I and not just low iq but a lot of them are elderly too it's like a lot of the people that are still plugged into the mainstream media they're like geriatric like they're about to die soon and that's the majority of their audience so i think like change is truly inevitable even with the insane amount of power that the power structures have right now um so it's it's funny we're doing this the same night that uh yay went on the alex jones show tonight and um he said some super wild stuff that we're going to be hearing about for weeks i'm sure from the mainstream media oh it was that big what did he it's, say i didn't see it at all big i mean he was he was saying like he sounded like a troll but he's like i love hitler but he's like, but I love everybody. I love Jews. I love Zionists. I love Hitler. And he's like, honestly, Hitler was kind of cool. He's like, he did some good things. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And it's like what Ye represents to me in this whole campaign he's doing is like the collective conscious shadow of humanity is like looking at itself like, wow, maybe we do take ourselves too seriously because it's like he's breaking the entire chessboard if he's like serious about yeah. this presidential run. Because like Trump did that a little bit by breaking the chessboard, like having a I don't give a fuck attitude. But Ye's really having a I don't give a fuck attitude. Um, That's what I'm wondering is if he's just uh, world class trolling or if I mean, it, it's an expensive troll move for sure. I mean, if he thought that his uh, quote overlords were going to, you know, cancel him and then they did. He had to have known that would have a financial impact on him. Obviously, he doesn't give a well, shit. Well, I think he really cares about exposing truth. Like, what's that one quote? Like, if you cut out a man's tongue, you don't prove them to be um, a liar. You prove them to be right. So it's like, yeah. he kind of maybe he knew that that would happen to him once he went down that path. And the way I see, like, this whole, like, yay thing, too, is I don't know if you ever heard of, like, Machiavellian's The Prince. Mm, I know that name but i'm not yeah it's not, this book and it talks about like there's two different types of rulers there's a lion and then there's the fox and the like the fox they rule by using like guile they're really smooth at the podium they can like move narratives around and stuff then the lion they rule through just like righteousness and brute strength and like following law and order and a lot of our rulers now they're like foxes like they're very like smooth with their words they're like tricky they're fooling the masses and or, or not so smooth where's your home yeah <laughs> yeah like by, but but kanye west is like lion energy he's just going balls to the wall head first because what the foxes like to do is set up little traps like oh when when trump said there's good people on both sides that means he's a racist and then trump would fall into that narrative and be like no I, i'm not racist blah 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 but that's falling into their framework kanye west is just breaking the entire framework in general by saying crazy shit like oh i love hitler and stuff like that which obviously like he's just kind of being a troll so i think that's yeah. like a, a power move he's doing to show like i have no fear yeah it, it that whole kanye thing just i don't know even know what to think about it i just kind of like everything else kind of spectate <clears throat> and just watch everybody freak out or 
you know, defend him. And then if you defend him, then you're anti-Jew and, and somehow a racist, even though he's black. And it's all confusing and very entertaining to me just to see people's reactions to it. It's incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Um, I'm liking it. And it's like, it's interesting because he, he appointed like Milo Yiannopoulos to be like the person who's running his election. Milo has been posting on telegram that he believes in like flat earth and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, wouldn't that dude. be so interesting to have like a mainstream political candidate where their party like believes in flat earth, like on the on the main screens for the world to see? You know what? That's totally done on purpose, in my opinion, say, because this to, community yeah. is huge. Like our community, a little conspiracy community. Mm -hmm. They're so big and they're so pissed at the media. Like you were saying, they're it's like the enemy of the people. The narrative is bad. We know that we can see that. And we're all just craving truth and pushing forward and saying, get these fuckers out of here. So can you imagine all of the people that are now going to flock to Kanye and say, oh yeah, you believe in flat earth. You love Hitler. I love Hitler. Fuck. I don't care. <laughs> so all of these people that are like hating the mainstream right now, which is bad. I don't think that leaning 100% in the other direction is a great idea either. And I could see that possibly happening. Well, yeah, and it just seems like it's trying to negative. split the vote even further and make yeah. it easier for you know a certain person to win. Because if they can split the vote between Trump, DeSantis, and Kanye, or whatever the fucking ticket ends up being in 2024, then it's an easy win for any retard they want to put in there. Biden could run again and win if they split it that much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, Kanye could run for Republican, right? And then it would just be like, if he can defeat the Republican, then he'd be up against a Democrat. Yeah, so that would only happen if you ran independent to like split it all up like that, you know. So yeah. I'm hoping that's why I'm hoping he doesn't run independent because you're right. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah, I do. I'm so fucking over. I think everybody's pretty much over the whole voting election system. Yeah, like I didn't vote for the midterm. I, yeah, yeah, me either. Nope, me either. We gave up on that shit. We and always voted third that, party. Newsom became governor again because I didn't. Oh, yeah. That. You guys are in California, right? Yeah. Are you in like Northern California? Yeah, yeah. Way up there. Okay, cool. I heard that. Like, I've heard this one guy talk. He wants to secede the Northern California people from the rest of Cali. Have you heard yeah, about it's that? Been a movement. Yeah, it's the state of Jefferson, Jefferson thing. That's been going on since, I don't know, yeah. the Southern, 1800s or some shit. I don't know how long it's been going on, but it's southern parts of Southern Oregon and then part of Northern California. But it's not going to happen because they'll get we'll get outvoted by the Southern California, which is the majority of the votes, which yeah. is why they want us to secede in the first place. It's this whole circular cluster. They should just do it anyway. Everyone in this area all has guns and most of those mm -hmm. people don't. I think they should just secede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like we're the sage of Jefferson. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where, it's like where are you at? I guess I didn't even ask. Where the hell are you at? Oh, I'm in Ohio, like Cleveland area. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James actually has a house not too far from mine. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. You probably won't yeah. either. No, <laughs> no, it's probably <laughs> security. Yeah. Also, Jeffrey Dahmer, where he grew up, his house is near me too. Funny enough. Oh, cool. Damn. Yeah. Just in the right area. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, dude, so the first thing you had down here, and I'm very interested in this, and we've talked eh, kind of about it before, but uh, Operation High Jump and Fishbowl. So what, what do you have to say about those things? Because those are some of the more interesting ones. Yeah, I wanted to bring up this like little diagram with you guys, and I'm trying to figure out the screen share here, and it might not work. I hit the present. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to do that before the show. Yeah, just yeah we, were, we just jumped into it. And for some reason, it's uh, showing up gray. I can't share it, but that's okay. 
So what the hell? Well, you, send it in the private chat, and I'll throw it up here. Um, figure it out. I'm private not really sure how to do that. I think I can just like go without the diagram, but it's okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I mean, Operation High Jump. I mean, that started in 1946 with like Admiral Byrd, and that was when the United States military like first kind of it seems like discovered what we call the ice wall. Like he led a, a group of like 4,700 men for some reason to like do an expedition out to Antarctica. And people speculate like maybe they were going after some Nazis that were speculated to set up a base in Antarctica. Cause why else would you bring such a huge fighting force with aircraft carriers and men with loaded guns out into the middle of nowhere? So anyway, bird does this mission. He comes back and he goes on this interview show. And he tells the host, there is an entire, you can look this up on YouTube. He tells the host, there's an entire land outside of the South Pole that's larger than the United States. And he was all excited in, in this interview. He's like, it is mineral rich. There's oil and coal there. He's like, we're going to extract it for resources. It's going to be awesome. So then they do another operation called Operation Deep Freeze in 1955 where Admiral Byrd, again, brings a bunch of soldiers out to Antarctica, you know, supposedly probably to set up some, you know, installations to begin mining these resources. But he comes back and just nothing happens. They don't talk about it ever again. And then people are like, what's going on? Like you said, you were all excited to extract these resources and now nothing's occurring. Some people are speculating. They found out like the real nature of our reality beyond that ice wall. And they're like, wow, we can't allow corporations to come here and mine resources. Because what if they're like, hey, we want to go even further out there? What are they going to say? Like, no, you just can't for no reason. So, yeah. yeah. Isn't, so, isn't there are different different accounts on that where one of them, I think, said he, he actually flew like into the hollow earth from what I like to call the earth's butthole. Like, he, yeah, it, we're, we're thinking about the earth as a globe for the moment, but that he kind of went up inside the underneath and there was like a whole land in there then there's other ones i've heard that he said there's land beyond the ice wall or you know land basically a, more of a flat earth model where, he, where they got over the all the ice and snow and there was lush green lands out there yeah so the hole in the earth um i believe it's uh located if it's true but i think the narrative is it's like located at the north pole not the south pole it's like right in the middle of everything and actually found today some supposedly like leaked photos of like this this butthole and that's what it looks like and i don't know if they're legit or not because it's the internet of course right and um you know because you you're familiar with like the flat earth map right oh yeah so i also researched today like the meaning of the masonic compass and it starts with the end of the compass is like that hole the butthole and that's where the black sun is located and then, you know, the compass moves like this and the compass represents the sun and the moon. And then the top is Polaris, the North Star. And that's what that Masonic mm. compass really represents is the moving of the sun and the moon over the black sun in the middle of the earth. And the black sun actually emits rays that causes the northern lights. And that's the rays that actually bounces off the moon that causes the moon to be luminescent is actually the rays from the black sun. Weird. I don't think I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, and I really wanted to show you a diagram of what I'm talking about because I had that already, but I think you understand wow. what I'm saying. I do, but it is it something that I, you can link to or is it on your laptop? It's on my laptop. It's like in a folder. 
Uh, let me see. Well, if you can figure out how to email it to me, we can do that and throw it up on the screen. Otherwise, whatever. But yeah, the uh, the Northern Lights thing was always interesting to me too. Um, apparently, people don't really know what causes them. I mean, there's scientific explanations on what causes them. But I don't think I've ever seen them myself, so I cannot attest to that. But we, I mean, we've gone all the way down the the crazy train of, uh, do you know the Iwar Anon documentaries on YouTube? The, uh, let's see, what was it called? Lost History of Flat Earth and What on Earth Happened, I think. What, on, what happened on Flat Earth? They're epic fucking like eight hour documentaries that we've talked about a bunch. <laughs> but he basically was saying like there's a big tree at the North Pole. I don't know how much there is at the North Pole, though, is or how much there would be because we've actually flown over as far as we know, we've actually flown over the North pole. I would think it'd be way more mysterious at the butthole on the South pole because nobody's ever really flown around that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't know if you ever saw this podcast on Joe Rogan show where this one guy's like, I traversed Antarctica, but then you look at the map that they show on the screen and you could just laugh out loud. Cause all he did was cross the Ross ice shelf. Like he didn't cross Antarctica at all. He crossed this little little slither sliver that was hanging off of Antarctica, and then he's acting like, "Oh yeah, I crossed Antarctica and I proved the flat earthers wrong." And it's like he proved nothing. What do you like, have his name? Um, I had it written down somewhere. Bradley O. Cooper, I think, something like that. What was it? What did he cross? The what ice shelf? Uh, the Ross ice shelf. And I had all this pi these pictures too. Maybe I can email you my folder somehow. Hold on. Let's see, Ross Ice Shelf. I'm gonna throw this up on the screen. Oh, and I want to. I want a map from above. You fucks. They're just showing it. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Because I remember hearing a couple years ago, some dude. Maybe it was that guy that he had like. He was the first one to like uh, hike across Antarctica or something. They're like, yeah, the part they let you cross. Like you can go down there at a certain spot, you know, and look, check out the penguins. And that's about it. Yeah, I mean, they do little tours where they take you to the edge of it, and then that's all you can see. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. And then, um, let's see. Yeah, I wanted to go over too, like um, the Antarctic Treaty. You've heard of that, right? Like in 1959, that was established, like right after yeah, Operation Deep Freeze, where they like were suddenly just like lips closed about what they saw in Antarctica. All these countries got together, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna." combine and make sure that nobody goes to Antarctica and we're going to protect Antarctica. And it's like, what? Like, why, why can't we explore it? Because if you go there, the you'll penguins. see. Yeah, <laughs> they, they say to protect penguins, there's a line that you can't cross or else the military intervenes. So oh, that, yeah, seen, I don't know how real those are either, but I've seen videos of, you know, fishing ships coming up and they're basically these fucking battleships come out and they're like, no, turn around. It's like, what the fuck mm -hmm. are you doing down here? Yeah. You defending penguins? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Off. And are they worried about that person? Highly doubtful. Yeah. A fisherman. Right. And then like in, in 1962, there was Operation Fishbowl. And then that's when they were shooting literally nuclear missiles at like the firmament, basically at the sky. And what they discovered when they did this was auroras would like show up and you can see videos on YouTube of rockets hitting the firmament and creating a streak of water, which I imagine is what happened when they did Operation Fishbowl and shot the nukes up there. And not only yeah. that, but they were like testing the electromagnetic pulse. And there was just like this insane amount of, I guess, electromagnetism pulsing off these hits from the rockets. Yeah, there's a 
so <laughs> they named it Starfish. Starfish Prime 1.4 megaton high altitude nuclear test explosion. Is that what you're talking about? It's kind of yeah. aurora. Exactly. Yeah. And this is just yeah. from Wikipedia. But yeah, I I've heard a lot about that too, and how they they think they cracked cracked the firmament or something, which I doubt that they actually cracked it. They might no. have skid marked it a bit. No, I mean there's stories in the Bible. I believe it is of people shooting arrows. I don't know if it's the Bible, but some ancient texts of, you know, people shooting arrows at the, at the sky dome to try to penetrate it. And God just kind of like laughs and like, that's God's <laughs> doing that in the modern equivalent. Like you can't penetrate it. So are you full on flat earth? I mean, I don't like to say like flat earth. Cause I believe at the end of the day, we live in a matrix and it's like, that's what you got to focus on. Don't focus on like the, the material earth being flat. Just remember first that it's, uh, it's Maya, as the ancients would call it, which is a matrix. It's all just pixels. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what... Uh, oh, wow. You, your second screen... You just showed up on a second screen in here. Fuck. Uh, okay. Uh, what happened? Hold on. Let me leave. Uh, no, it's fine. There's just one extra you in the waiting room. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, I'm getting an echo now. There you there go. You go. That now should fix it. Okay. Cool. Oh, did you email me that shit? See, I tried to email you it and it wouldn't send. Hold on. I have it. Okay. I just sent it. All right. Let's see. Oh, I have to go to a different page. Sorry, people. This is my bad. I should have uh, done this before the show and I totally forgot. What happens when you get off work and just go straight into the recording mode? Yeah, I sent you a folder with just a bunch of different pictures in it. Of stuff i want to talk about but um yeah but then you know in like 1969 we had the apollo 11 mission which was basically like a hoax to you know hide the firmament and hide the fact of like the reality of our realm i mean there's no way that they made a phone call to the moon in 1969 when today we need to set up cell phone towers every three miles in order to get reception on our cell phones Dude, that's one of my favorite things is talking to people about the moon because a lot of those things most people don't even realize they didn't notice that he's calling from a landline to space on live TV in 1969. That yeah. makes literally no sense. Back then, I can see people believing it. They're like, ooh, technology. Yeah, they really know what they're doing. They got to the moon. Now you look back at it and you're like, there's no fucking way that happened. So what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it's like we have to have generations that live beyond that. So we're not like grown up by that propaganda. And it's like not only that, but look at the luminosity of a moon on a night like They've calculated the lumens it would take because you can read a book at night when it's a full moon. And if you were on the surface of the moon, you'd literally like evaporate. It's so bright. It would be so bright yeah. from the distance it is. And then like the pictures of the moon, it's just gray dust. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> and then like, and then NASA covers that up by saying like, well, the cameras at the time just weren't able to pick up the light. And it's like, what a stupid bullshit excuse. Like, fuck. <laughs> the cameras couldn't pick up the light, but we did land a craft on the moon. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, can't so find I, I sent you a very random, like, full uh, folder with a bunch of random pictures. I don't even see the folder now. Like, I see you, you just. Me... No. I. Because it does, Gmail does this weird thread thing where like all of your messages or all your emails show up in one thing. In mm -hmm. like that, oh, no, these are all our other ones. This is the newest one that he just <laughs> sent. 
Hmm. Is it at the top? Lame. Sorry, we are well, so, like epically unprepared today. Anyway, anyway. what are your uh, theories on how to break out of the matrix? Because I actually 100% agree with you. Not that it matters, my opinion, but uh, I agree with you 100% that it doesn't really matter if the earth is round or flat because we live in like a organic simulated reality. Whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily zeros and ones, but it's it's, it's definitely not real. It's not real, real. There's something else that we're missing. We're, yeah. we're away from, we're separated from. So how do you get there? So I feel like the first thing to do is like to remember that, you know, the, there's these celebrities that are millionaires that people are so envious of, but realize they are slaves of the matrix, even if they have hundreds of millions of dollars, because there's certain things the that they cannot things. think. They can't even think certain things or say certain things. So get yourself to a point where like you don't have to like filter yourself besides, you know, just being polite and like having common sense and not just like pissing people off for no reason. Um, but get to a point where you can just be like, fuck you. This is my opinion. Like no boss is going to fire me for saying this. Uh, I feel like that's the first like base level thing that you need to figure out how to do in order to escape the matrix. Um, Stop giving a fuck. Basically. It's like the guy in office space yeah. when he's like, I don't fucking care. And then he gets promoted because yeah. he doesn't give a fuck enough that they're like, wow, you're just what we need. Yeah, what I'm, not pay, I'm not going to pay bills anymore either. I've never really liked doing that. So, But he was yeah. free. He had no ego. He didn't care at all about anything. There was nothing holding him back. And it was so it was like magnetizing. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, no ego. It's like you got to drop that and then just like go towards whatever puts you in a flow state. Like if you like if you're wondering what should I do with my life, just like shut off your mind and start investigating and researching like fun hobbies or fun topics. And if it puts you in a flow state while you're studying it, then that's God telling you like, that's your path. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So, yeah. you, but you have to be like in a state where you can actually do that. Cause so many people are all stressed out from their nine to five jobs. Then they get home and their energy is totally drained. And then they can't put their time and energy towards something like that. Yeah. That's why I got to do it after work. This is my, uh, my flow state is doing this and uh i don't like when we when i come home even if i'm tired from work like i'm still like yeah let's do a show like yeah this is, this is a fun this is a fun part yeah. i'm done with right now. and that's your indicator that you're doing the right thing uh hopefully some people say it's the wrong thing but that's okay Fuck them. <laughs> yeah the, like the, some of your family are they like um questioning what you're doing uh no because they don't even fucking listen uh yeah I don't think uh, my parents wouldn't want to listen. They actually said, what's an episode we could listen to? I'm like, none of them. Oh, my God. Uh, the yeah. so like, for Thanksgiving, <laughs> I wanted to show like my parents my Howdy Mikowski interview. And the only person in my family who sat and listened was like my kooky uncle. My kooky uncle's like, this is awesome. Did you see what Brett's doing? This is sweet. And my parents are like, That's I don't problem. get it. They just like went outside and like <laughs> just like started That's drinking. The problem is. I'm that kooky <laughs> uncle. So I would have been like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, that, yeah, and that's the I, weird thing. It's like whenever you're into this kind of stuff, it seems like these we're not, we don't have family that where the whole family is into it, too. It's always a black sheep, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It is, we, who interviewed us where they were asking if we were the black sheep? I feel like. Was it Brandon or? Maybe. 
It might have been Natasha. She might have asked me that. But I feel like a lot of people that we talk to are the black sheep in their family. And not just because some people are more like on board with certain conspiracies. We're just open minded. I love entertaining these ideas and I'm not married to one idea. That's the funny part, though, is a lot of people will fault us just for entertaining the idea. Like like my parents, but not fault. You know, a lot of people would be like. Why are you talking about the earth being flat? Are you stupid? Well, I'm like, it's because we're not married to the narrative. To we don't yeah. care about the narrative and we're not like following it. Like, yes, totally. We're following. So we're like, isn't the, isn't the everyday world just annoying and sad enough? Why not talk to somebody about the earth being flat and, you know, uh, yeah. us living in a simulation? It, it's good. It's better than watching fucking whatever people it watch opens your mind i think oh, these no. are things that everyone needs to hear once like hey have you ever thought about the earth being flat even if they say like fuck no i haven't they might see something at one point where they're like maybe it is and even if i don't care if the earth's around yeah, or flat seed planting but it's thought provoking and it will help them expand their mind in other areas yeah i agree like, and it's like i have to admit i was kind of like an npc like i remember i was working this office job and i was telling my this one co-worker i was sort of into conspiracies i was into like aliens at the time so she's like oh, oh yeah. cool she's like i can talk to this guy about flat earth and she mentioned like eric dubay to me and i'm like you probably just have a crush on this dude like flat earth is stupid and like i just completely dismissed her and i feel terrible that i did that and because now, like years later in my life, I realized like, wow, like Eric Dubay has a lot of good points. And just the other day, I emailed Eric Dubay and he responded to me saying he liked one of my videos. It, oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's weird. We're like back in the day, he triggered me. And now I really like the guy. <laughs> That's kind of like uh, I think it was four or five years ago before the flat earth thing really took off. I heard something about uh, this new trend of people thinking the earth was flat. And one of them was Shaquille O'Neal was a flat earther, which is funny. He's also a Freemason. That's beside the point. But he so he has I heard I heard this at least four or five years ago. And I'm like, well, he's a big, doofy fucking basketball player. It's probably got hit in the head too much. Like, I don't even, yeah, I don't even that's think what I thought, too. Exactly. Yeah, And then a little later, I heard all these other people. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, but they were in like the flat earth society, which is 100 percent controlled opposition for whatever oh, flat yeah. earth really mm. is. I mean, if you if you're inter- interested in flat earth, do not go to that, because that is exactly <laughs> what everyone makes fun of. When they talk about flat earthers being fucking crazy, they'll say, they'll show the, the solar system like you'd see in school, except the earth is like a square pancake. And it's like, well, this is awkward. And I was telling her the other day, I'm like, that's you're missing the entire thing that flat earthers are talking about. It's earth centric, not heliocentric. So it's not that we're in a, you know, flying through space. And I'm not saying this is what's happening. I'm saying this is the flat earth perspective is that it's not like we're flying through space on a space pancake and we're the only thing that's flat. No, it's this is it. Everything else revolves around us up in the sky. No, or, real flat or, earthers actually don't believe in space at all. So they wouldn't be flying through space. So um, what I think people should be not really arguing, though, about whether or not the earth is round or flat and just trying to figure out more of what this earth is. And it doesn't matter. Like, don't have any preconceived notions of it. it I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a ball in space necessarily but i don't necessarily think traveling it's like, at sixty-six thousand miles an hour don't forget that i also don't think there's possibly tons of extra lands around like there could be maybe i might be wrong about that but i think this is a very controlled environment and i think exploring that would be super beneficial rather than arguing well if we were allowed to explore that'd be fucking great like if i, I had the money the first thing i'd be doing antarctica i'm like let's see what you're doing down I know, there that new so have you ever seen the show severance 
Yes, I brought that up at, at an, an excuse me, an interview that I did recently. I oh, that's so funny. That so, yeah. <laughs> so we've been watching it. We just finished it actually yesterday. And I said, oh my gosh, this reminds me of Howdy Mikowski's view of life. Like when they're up in their other selves on earth, like, or just, you know, up in their little houses, even though that's controlled too, that's like them, I guess when we die, like not necessarily, but this environment is like the work environment, the worker area where they come down and they wake up every day and they're stuck in this every day nine to five but then either when we dream or when we die that's the other place we go to because when we dream we don't remember where we are i mean i'm not saying that we necessarily go anywhere but our astral bodies might yeah i actually brought up the show severance to howdy and i think that like expanded his mind a bit because he never thought of it from that angle where i was like well howdy don't you think it's possible like we put purposely an aspect of ourselves here just like in the TV show Severance, because we didn't want to do the work our higher selves ourselves, so we put another aspect in to do all the dirty work. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh my god, I'm so happy that you said that because I was literally just saying that last night. Like, it was a fucking <laughs> awesome show. If you haven't seen Severance on Apple TV, go check it out. It's so full yeah. of symbolism and just uh, the ideas like you're saying in itself are just so like in your face. If you're in this community, if you're not in this community, you'd be like, Oh, it's kind of a cool show. No, it's, it's an 8.7 on IMDb. So I think universally people like it, no matter what they believe subconsciously, because it's an interesting concept to take your consciousness and say, I don't want to go to work or I want to forget my life or whatever. And so you separate yourself and you don't think about that other self that you are. And I love the girl that just ends up hating. She's like, realizes who she is. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I'm the worst. And it turns out that most of them down there in the work world, because of the way they're born, they're better. They're like better people than their real selves are. Not that their real selves are bad necessarily, but they just turn out to be this. They're just innocent. Yeah. And it's so weird because there's a lot of kind of trippy shows like that that are sort of like memory wipes and narcissism, like Westworld, too. Of course, yeah. like, you know, yeah, the robots absolutely. live the same lives over and over again and get like used in their environment. And it's like now I'm looking at every show like that. Like just last night, I was thinking of the show Samurai Jack. Have you ever seen that on Cartoon Network? I don't think so. It's like a 90s You're... kids no. thing. Um, it, oh, okay. But it was really popular in the 90s about a samurai fighting like Aku, this guy who looked like the Demiurge, literally. And the Demiurge sent him back, like, actually into the future. And he was fighting these beings that were, like, AI and reptilian, which looks like the Archons. And it's like, and Samurai Jack was trying to return home, like, back to the Pleroma. And I'm like, wow, that my favorite show as a kid was just filled with, like, Gnostic symbolism. Yeah, and I think there's a lot more out there than we even know, unless you go back and watch these things again. Because... There's so many cartoons and you know shows from the 90s or 80s that you saw as a kid that you remember as they were, and then you go back and watch it now with you know new eyes or whatever, and it's like, whoa, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is all right there, like in front of my face. How did I not know? Oh, right, because I'm because you're programmed. So Severance gave me like a big help with that, but we're so programmed, like we come into this world and we're just programmed, program, program, program. That's all we know. That's the same way that they do in the work world. They're just like, yeah, we do this thing and they don't even know what they're doing. They're like looking at stupid fucking numbers till they're scary. The like, scary come on. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not, it's not like they, they don't know and they don't even care. They don't think to question because they're not taught to. So then when someone comes down or someone figures something out and brings a new idea, it opens their eyes 
and you see them grow. And I'm like, dude, that is humanity. That is what we're doing right now. And then you have yeah. the demigods, the the uh, manager and the the other dude, the security or whatever, and they're just like making sure that it's terrible the whole time. And yeah. yeah. If you really want to understand how programming works, look at child psychology. You'll find that a child from the time it's born to age seven, their brain is operating in a theta brainwave, which means they basically just like take in everything that their environment is around them without a filter. So like everything that they see, they take on face value. If it's like a scary monster on a TV screen, that's literally a scary monster in front of them. Because it's like you can compare it to a computer but you can't do anything with a computer if you don't have any programs on it. So like as a kid, they're installing all these programs from the time they're born to seven that they can then use to like interact with the world around them. That's why John Locke said, give me a child and let me raise them to the age of seven and I can like make them into whatever I want. And it's like, I feel like a lot of parents go into raising children without like thinking like that, how crucial those years are. And then what do we see like in, in COVID? All these kids see like parents walking around with masks, like freaking out about lockdowns. And like people just really at the time weren't taking into consideration the psychological toll that will have on future generations. And it was just like disgusting to me, like the lack of like foresight people were having. Well, yeah. And we had uh, some friends that, um, first of all, don't have kids. So I don't know why they thought they would be able to speak on this. But we brought that up back in late 2020. We're like the psychological impacts of having a kid that's just learning facial expressions and how to like read social cues and everything to have that all covered up during the most important, like maybe three to five years old, especially once they're starting to talk. And my friend was like, there's no psychological impact of, oh, you know, man. putting that. The health is more important. No, and it like, was, we were talking about, so my job at the time was I worked for, uh, I don't want to say the name of the company, but the end of it was programs. So I was working with kids who had symptoms of autism. So I would program them to learn sign language and to communicate with their parents. That's kind of essentially what we were doing. Um, they were so young, they were like two years old. And then we would come in and we would do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again because they were having struggles with understanding language or understanding just communication in general. Yeah. And we would do repeat, 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 repeat. And then eventually they would do it. And that was like a win for us, which it was because at the end of the day, even though we were kind of like programming them, we were trying to teach them to communicate with their families. And it was, yeah. you know, challenging. But I worked there in 2020 and yeah. I ended up, they ended up like laying off our whole department. Thank God I was already looking at other jobs because I was like, there's no, I can't teach these kids when they're wearing a mask. I can't go into a family's home with a fucking mask on and be like smiling and teaching the kids expression and language and words and then have them not be able to see my fucking face. Are you serious? And that's when I think it was, yeah, our friends were like, oh no. That's not how that is. No, it's fine. We're saving grandma. You're killing your neighbors. Like they were those people where they were like diehard. They hated Trump so much that they voted for Biden and then justified it. And then now say nobody, nobody voted for Biden. They just hated Trump so much. And I'm like, you did that. You guys were those people. Like <laughs> yeah. the people you're complaining you about were you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry for my rant. But yeah, kids, it totally affected kids and families and our whole business basically went under because of the masks and no one could teach kids anymore. 
Yeah, like my cousins have um, a sibling, so it's not a direct relative who has asked their Asperger's got triggered after COVID-19 because of like everything that happened. And like they just haven't left the house like since it's occurred. Like I think it's set off a lot of people that were kind of like on the spectrum. So, yeah. Well, and yeah, people that weren't on the spectrum that maybe have a tendency towards mild depression. Uh, there's a lot of suicides, too, from all that. A lot of homicides, too. Mm hmm. Which I mean, like domestic homicides, like families that were inside. That like, all could have been part of the plan too. If, the, if yeah, the goal is population reduction, then why not get them to kill themselves and each right. other? Right. Yeah. There was a meme I wanted to share here where it shows like an NPC looking at Bill Gates when he went on the TED Talk and he was saying like, "We need to reduce the world population by using these vaccines." And the NPC yeah. was just thinking, "I wonder what his pronouns are." When like the person <laughs> who's awake is like, "Okay, thanks, Bill Gates, for telling me not to take a vaccine." And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the next slide was something like, uh, oh, I forget it. I, I, never mind. I wanted to show you guys, but I don't have it. Dude, that sucks. I don't. I don't know why it's not working. Why is it? You said it was. Do you have to out. give them permissions? No. You should click present, and then when it you go to share screen, and then if you have your file or folder or tab open, it should show up on screen one or two. Oh, mine says that because I have two monitors. But uh, so it says entire screen window or Chrome tab. I mean, it's all good. I was just highlighting the fact that, you know, like, it's just kind of crazy to me that other people see the same event as I do, and then they take a completely, like, irrelevant translation from it. It's like, why yeah. are you so obsessed with these petty things like race and gender identity when there's, like, these huge issues happening? Like, Balenciaga, which is the major fashion designer of Hollywood, has a culture where they promote child abuse. Like, Ghislaine Maxwell was the first person in history to be convicted of selling children to no one. Like these are problems that are like <laughs> way higher on the priority list than like making sure you use the right they, them pronoun. But then that's what they're focused on. But they think we're so dumb. Yeah. I say it all the time. They just think we're so dumb because our brains are easily programmable. Mm -hmm. But for, and, and I'll give them that. And you I'm see it in the dumb. news too. Like, like I say it all the time, but when you see the news, like double down on something that's super stupid and they're like, no, no, no. The people <laughs> who don't believe this are absolutely ridiculous. And then they just keep going and like hammer down this nonsense point. It's like, it's so scary. Well, they used to, we're yeah. here. We live to, here. They used to peshaw any like alternative thought as that's a <laughs> conspiracy theory. Now it's, dangerous far right extremist conspiracy <laughs> theorist homophobic right. transphobic yeah. xenophobic people <laughs> they they roll everything all into one oh q don't you can't forget q i mean if you think that we maybe didn't go to the moon or maybe they lied a little bit about that that's a q anon conspiracy you're a theorist. white supremacist yeah. q anon trump supporter sorry oh they got yeah. people believing that if you question an election you're literally a bad person for questioning an election that's what we which got is what happened what did, what happened in 2016 when trump won Literally yeah, exactly. The Clinton did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and and in Bush and Gore and oh whatever. Yeah. We didn't or... vote for any of those people, but we just watched both sides freak out, and then it was just it was so double sided. Like what the fuck? Like you can bitch like Trump, not my president. T shirts, not my president in 2016. And now they say or... Biden, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like Biden, he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline. Like we're no longer energy independence when like Trump was ready to have that going. And like now Saudi Arabia has canceled like OPEC with the United States to side with Russia. And Saudi Arabia is where we were getting the majority of our oil. So it's like 
That's why people say things like they think that the destabilization of the United States is on purpose. Because who is oh, that yeah. incompetent? You know? Yeah, it's either it gross incompetence or it's on purpose. And as much as I think there are a bunch of retards that work in our political sphere, they're they're not that stupid because they got where they are either, you know, but what by one reason or another, but it's uh it's on purpose is all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's on purpose. I'm just saying it's intentional. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that like it's on purpose with Joe Biden. I think he's just like a soulless kind of puppet at this point. Like, no, I don't blame that guy. No, at all. I got... think that's why he got put there. He was put in office. Like you're going to be here. Trump doesn't really listen. He doesn't do what we want him to do. Yeah. And he's kind of a toddler. So we'll take him out because we can't trust him. He's a loose cannon. We'll put this super old senile man in that poops his pants and farts. No, he's got yeah. the WF's, uh, WEF's hands so far up his fucking ass. He's a Muppet. Like, it's just yeah. whatever they say, he's like, oh, man. And he just <laughs> says it. Well, as, to the best of his poor ability, he says it. I feel bad for him, honestly. He's being, it's like elder abuse for sure. Yeah. Yeah. On the World Economic Forum. I mean, I, yeah, I had another like slide I want to show you, like how many European people, the European Parliament are WEF members. It's literally all of them. Like the European Union has turned into like the vassals of the United States. Like the EU is our is the US's little minions. They just go oh, along yeah. with whatever US does. You can see that in Ukraine right now, too. Where, you know, Germany, they got their um, natural gas shut off. By obviously by like either the British or the United States, whoever it is, it wasn't Russia because they were getting all their gas from Russia. But then maybe the United States was like, oh, we can't have that. We can't have them like having some sort of connection with our enemy in Russia. So they blew that up and the Germans are going into a cold winter without anything. And they just have to keep their mouth shut. They all know like who did it, but they can't say anything. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't. So what have you been doing about all of this stuff like how do you deal with all the shit that swirls around in your head because you you look like you have a similar brain to us where it's just constantly like all oh, this crazy shit how do you fucking deal with it i mean is it weed is it beer like how do you do it uh i you know what's weird is like i don't do this often but sometimes i take edibles and i don't do it to like have fun and get high it's like a religious experience to me and it kind of puts like more things together and it's like an artistic creative like process for me that's cool that's is that similar have you ever done that uh not with weed edibles because that is just a different i can't i can't handle that i can't yeah Joe thinks he's dying. If it's too much, <laughs> yeah. it's like it catches me off guard, and I'm like, I don't know this feeling. No, I feel like I'm dying if I'm with someone else. But if I'm alone, try it all by yourself. Because when you're alone, it's, it's a totally dark high. Yeah. yeah, like Terrence McKenna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's what I feel like with uh, any kind of thing like that. I think if you did uh, a high dose psychedelics, it's probably better to be alone. Put some headphones on and just not look at anything and just see where your mind goes. That would probably be fucking fun because it's all the stimuli when you're on that shit that's coming in especially mm -hmm. if it's something like your tv or something else that's what or fucks you up well people are so programmed to be judged and to worry about what other people think or how they're doing or how they're going to react to things if you're alone and you're in a panic situation on drugs mm -hmm. you're going to figure that shit out i think yeah. way better than you would if someone else was with you because you'd be like oh i'm freaking out right now i wonder if they're going to be mad at me tomorrow or whatever when you just have you I think you'll, you know, work harder to figure that yeah, shit out. Yeah, you can out. just freak out on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, it's less embarrassing. And, um, you know, in our Neolithic ancestors, like they would get high off of like mushrooms and stuff all the time, like the druids, the shamans, and they would reach like understanding through these substances. They use it as a tool. And it's like we've kind of gotten away from that in our society. Now we just get high to like go rave, which is fine, too. But it's like I do not rave. Forget. Yeah, we, but you can't forget the other aspect of what they're used for, you know? Yeah, I mean, that would be like somebody like uh, taking three hits of DMT and being like, all right, let's go to the store. Yeah, <laughs> I would do that on like for a YouTube video. That'd be funny. But I know that's not something that's not what you use that for. Same. Uh, I think it was Graham Hancock actually a while ago was talking about how he used to smoke a bunch of weed and then he realized he was overusing it and not using it for what it should be used for. He was just smoking because he smoked weed. So he stopped for like a certain amount of time. Then when he came back to it, it was kind of like you were saying where it's like a spiritual experience where he's like, I'm going to use this as a sacred plant. I'm going to like have a whole night of it and just get ripped out of my gourd and like light candles or whatever. I don't know what he does, but he was using it as like a, 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 a rite or something, you know, a rich, some kind of ritual or something. Do you want to hear a crazy theory that I just had today? That's about this topic. So uh, yeah. Do you know like the RH negative, like blood type or like RH and what that is? Her? I yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's an F. Yeah. For so, sure. R stands for rhesus, which is like, which traces humans back to the rhesus monkey. And if you're RH negative, that means you lack that gene that they can connect to monkeys. So people have speculated if you're negative, then it's like you got like a more of a connection to the, the, the divine because we were genetically like created. So our genetics have been tampered with somehow or something like that. And if you do like psychedelics and you're like an RH negative, then maybe you were like, more quickly everyone has access to it but you're more quickly able to have like shamanic experiences interesting i'll have to try some ayahuasca yeah i mean yeah. we've done mushrooms and like all right so i will say the very first time i did mushrooms i was 19 i was it was a while ago and i remember i completely changed like my whole personality changed immediately and i know that happens on mushrooms but i just remember thinking like this is the best feeling i've ever had I didn't see anything. I didn't take enough for that necessarily. I was with people, but I just loved everyone and I felt very connected to everything. I know that's very also typical for mushrooms. I call but that anyone could have said vicious. anything to me. I They could have been like, hey, guess what? Um, your mom's a piece of shit and I hate you. And I would be like, that's okay. That's totally fine. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. And I was a super high strung person. I guess that's also important to like add in there. I was extremely high strung. Like that would never be a thing that I would ever do typically in my daily life. And I just had a little bit of mushrooms and did that. So I don't know. I'll have to try something that's crazy though. I guess that was a uh, more of an overarching thing in my first time too, where I was like, everything kind of doesn't matter. Like all these little things doesn't yeah. matter. And that was the biggest takeaway. Not that I've tried to live my life like that since, but it just kind of happened where I'm like, you know what? All these little things just don't fucking matter. So why, why get bugged out about it when they it, don't. tomorrow it's, you're going to forget about it? It's not going to be a big deal. So. The, I know I can't, so that show fucking severance has fucked me up because i'm like why do we even throw our garbage away why do we do dishes why do we do anything at all what the fuck are we doing in here and that it i almost it's so funny i almost was telling i was telling joe we should email howdy mckowski about this show i know he's yeah. not probably a big tv guy but he should definitely watch it yeah and i told howdy about i'm like howdy you gotta see severance he's like well first i'm gonna watch the good place because i want to see that 
And I'm like, ah, the good place kind of, it's okay, but it's like, it's it's okay, but it's not as, yeah, yes, it would. You should tell him to override. Yeah. Well, the good place was great for, uh, it was a great comedy show and it did have some themes in there where I was like, hmm, they're kind of onto something there. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, it was a very, very mainstream show, not saying that they can't have elements of good shit in them, but it was great for comedy. Like I thought it was a hilarious show and it was great. I'd go watch it again. But yeah, but do you see? So in Severance, they they pray to that the creator of the company or the name of the town or wherever they it's live. It's a total cult. But it's no. But it's just like what people do with God here. They're just like, oh yes, praise the Lord. It's the same fucking thing. They were born there, and that's why they. It's like their religion. It's oh. nuts. I know they do it on the outside too. That's the cult part. Remind me to talk to you about off air so we don't talk about the show the whole time, but yeah, sorry. about the part <laughs> when they come dance with all the masks on. I'll t- talk to you about that after the show. But, um, yeah. well, dude, we'll, we'll let you get out of here. I know it's fucking late over there. We've gone almost an hour, so we're good to go. Uh, plug whatever you want to plug before you leave and some final words of wisdom. I want your best words of wisdom before you leave. All right. Yeah, you can follow me on YouTube. It's uh, just my name, Brett Bender. And um, yeah, I guess my final parting thought is realize it's a matrix, but fight back against it anyways. So wow, you actually understand it's not real. You actually did have some good words. I was just kidding, but thank you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You got a little extra. You got a bonus. All right. Well, put your shit out on uh, audio feeds because that's where you'll get uh, a lot more hits too is uh, the audio feeds. And speaking of that, thank you, audio listeners. Uh, Thank you, YouTube uh, and Rockfin and everybody else. And we realize you have a lot of options and we thank you for spending time with us. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You can go fuck yourself. Fuck off. All right. Have a good night. (laughs) 